one time many years ago, I was sitting in a, a college and career group Bible study, and I and I remember the the pastor at the time. He said, "I don't know. I can't remember the context of everything or what he was teaching about, but this stuck with me. Was that you know, have you ever doubted God?" And he said, "I, you know, I I doubted God's existence this very week, and for me that was like almost like a moment of freedom uh, in the idea that I can have." have doubts and and I can ask questions and so we just want to talk about that the idea of of this you know how do we respond to people that have doubts how do we talk about it you know what is this idea of doubt hey welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra great to have you with us once again this week and this past Sunday, we had a guest speaker with us, uh, Dominic, Pastor Dominic Doan, and he is the author of a book, When Faith Fails, Finding God in the Shadow of Doubt. And he shared, uh, he was going to speak on, you know, how do we respond in faith to issues of doubt and deconstruction? And that kind of that word deconstruction has kind of become like one of those buzzwords for, for our generation or just this time period that we're talking about. And it's a serious topic, and it's something that, you know, Maybe you haven't even heard the word before, but something we wanted to dive into. And so he shared with us. And if you missed that sermon, uh, whitefieldschurch.com, you can go there and you can download it. It's up on all of our um, um, streaming platforms right now, uh, Facebook and YouTube, and of course, any, you know, Google Play and, and all of those places as well. And if you would, please give us a thumbs up. If you would subscribe, definitely share it with other people. We've already had a lot of interest in this as well, and people just writing in saying when it's going to be ready, when it's going to be ready. And so it is up and ready and ready to go. Definitely something to share with people, this, this particular one, that are dealing with doubt, dealing with questions about their faith. Maybe they're non-believers uh, and uh, they haven't chosen to follow Christ yet. And, and it's just a, this, I think this is one of those kind of doorway messages that people might listen to and it's just speak to them. So whitefieldschurch.com, get there and you can download it. Make sure you share, make sure you comment and leave a review if you can. That would certainly go uh, very well with the algorithm. You know, when people are asking questions, people are asking questions about deconstruction and about doubt and faith, we can provide them with Christ-centered and God-centered uh, gospel-centered content. And so, so Pastor Nick and I are just going to just talk about uh, Pastor Dominic Doan is not, not able to be with us. But, you know, these are some sub, this is a subject we can, certainly important, something we can talk about. So he shared from Jude chapter uh, 1, verse 22, be merciful to those who doubt. And we just wanted to talk about this this topic of doubt and uh, you know somebody uh, just re you know responded to the message being up online and they they wrote in and they said you know they, they really appreciated the message because they've had doubts in their lives but they didn't feel like they had an avenue or they even had license maybe to even speak on these things I remember one time many years ago I was sitting in a, a college and career group Bible study and I and I remember the the pastor at the time, he said, I don't know, I can't remember the context of everything or what he was teaching about, but this stuck with me was that, you know, have you ever doubted God? And he said, I, you know, I, I doubted God's existence this very week. And for me, that was like almost like a moment of freedom uh, in the idea that I can have have doubts and and I can ask questions. And so we just want to talk about that 
the idea of, of this, you know, how do we respond to people that have doubts? How do we talk about it? You know, what is this idea of doubt? Yeah, one of the things Dominic said that I thought was really helpful is he said doubt's greatest strength is secrecy. And so what's so cool and compelling about the Bible is that multiple times God expresses this in different ways through different prophets and writers that he invites us to ask questions. In uh, Isaiah chapter one, he says, come, let us reason together. Talk to me, right? Like ask your questions. Let's discuss. Uh, we see that in the very first book of the Bible written chronologically, Job. It's a book about why does suffering exist in the world? Job's having doubts about the character of God, the goodness of God. And, and God comes in dialogues with him doesn't necessarily answer his question in the way he wanted it to be answered, but yet the answer he got was so satisfying that he was saying, okay, I'll, I, I will worship, you know? And so the idea is that God encourages us to come to him and ask questions. And I think that that makes a lot of sense because we want to be seekers of the truth and that's what it says. Ask, seek, knock, right? Like if you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. And that's, that's the message throughout the whole thing is that, um, if this is true, this, all this stuff, the Bible says about God, if, if God is real and exists, then our pursuit, our you know, looking into these things is not going to reveal that God isn't there. It's just going to reveal all the more that he is. It's going to result in more knowledge of God and therefore ultimately more worship of God. And so we never want to be those who tell people just, you know, suppress those things, push them way down deep inside where they'll never come out. No, no, let's dialogue about it. That's what God himself says. He says, look, the truth is there. And if you seek it, you will find it. And, you know, God, uh, rewards those who diligently seek him is what it says in Hebrews chapter 11 when it talks about faith, right? So that's what it's all about is uh, not suppressing, but being honest. But here's, here's the other thing is that um, what's kind of fashionable in our day and age is to ask questions, but not have an answer, right? Like, I guess we'll just never know. That, that's the essence of agnosticism, right? It's just like, I'm asking questions, I'm not seeking answers, and I guess I'll just never know. And I don't think that that's right either, um, because the, the message that we would have is this, and I believe it's the message of the Bible, that doubt is a station, but it's not a destination. It's a great station to go through. It's a, it's a healthy station to go through, and yet it's not a destination to arrive at. Just imagine if, um, you know, you were taking a train to some other city and they stop, you know, as a train does at different stations and you just got out and you just sat on the platform forever. I mean, you've arrived nowhere. You're sitting on a platform in just an in-between space. That's not a destination, right? So doubt is a, is a station that we move through at different points in our lives, but it's not a destination to be arrived at. And what's interesting, there's a great quote, and Dominic quotes this in his book, but it's from this movie called The Life of Pi, which is a book, and then it was turned into a movie. And the guy says exactly that. I mean, like, at some point, you know, doubt is something you move through, but it's a terrible destination. It's not, not that's not the goal. Yeah, and I think that's a very important point to bring up because there's nothing wrong with asking questions, but it does seem today that people don't want to deal with the answers. 
So their answers to these questions about life and godliness and all these kind of things, and, and it just seems that if you're moving through doubt, be ready. Be ready that God is going to answer your questions. And I've had many a conversation, and you probably have, when you've shared the gospel with somebody or you're having conversations, even with Christians, like, I always lay out the promise to them. I've probably even done it on this podcast, but that God will answer your questions. It's a promise, you know. He, If you truth, truly seek, you know, with, your, with your, uh, you know, intention— what you know a particular answer to a question that you're looking about about this life or about salvation and the, is God real and all these things my true belief is that God will answer that question and i've met so many friends i have friends that i have this one friend who she she sought the lord and she sought the lord in hinduism and in buddhism and she finally ended up in syria married to a syrian guy she sought the lord in 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 Islam as well, and finally God met her, and because her heart was, she was being honest, she was in doubt, she was looking for the God, and God finally met her, and there's, there's so many other stories that like you probably could tell as well, people that have just, you know, sought the Lord, and he answered their questions, and, and that is just so important, I think that's even just, you know, a challenge for anybody that might be listening, or watches, the, you know, or listens to the podcast, that if you do have doubt, as you said, don't stay there, uh, wrestle with the questions, wrestle with the answers, you know, that God brings. And I think some of that, I think, is probably this deconstruction and that we're talking about today. And as you said, people asking questions, they just don't want the answers. They just want to question authority. They want to question, you know, religion. They want to question, you know, the social structure. They want to question whatever it might be, but... You know, they don't want to deal with the answers. That's other people's, you know, things. So, you know, that's a very good point to bring. But which gets me to the next question would be like, there is, is there a difference between doubt and unbelief, which is something that Dominique brought up as well? Yeah, so clearly there's a difference, not only in English, but of course in the original biblical languages as well. The Bible talks about unbelief and differentiates it from doubt. And so um, that's really important to recognize that having a doubt is not the same as unbelieving. And unbelieving, according to the Bible, is it's, an, it's when you willfully say, I am unwilling to believe, right? Like, don't confuse me with your facts. I've already made up my mind. Um, and he was talking about Richard Dawkins and how he sat in a lecture by Richard Dawkins and Richard Dawkins had already made up his mind that there's nothing that could ever happen that would ever change his mind, even if he saw evidence. And, uh, and he pointed out that's not, a, that's not a scientific way of doing things, right? We don't ignore the evidence because we have a prior belief. That, that's kind of the opposite of the scientific method. Which makes me, reminds me, I was just doing some research on something else that we're working on. And I was reading about Alvin Plantinga. Alvin Plantinga is the man who uh, headed up the Human Genome Project. Um, I mean, fabulous scientist. And so Alvin Plantinga has all these um, videos online about how he became a Christian. He's spoken at things. And one of the things that he said is that um, he was, he was uh, raised in a non-religious home went to college and, you know, it seemed like all the, all the smart people were atheists. And so he just kind of joined in with that. And then he said at one point, um, one of his, it was somebody he was working with, um, asked him, well, why don't you believe in God? 
And he said that he couldn't actually give a, a answer that satisfied him as a scientist, as a thinker. So he decided to go research it. Are there any evidences for God? And what's so interesting is that in the process of researching the um, reasons or proofs or fingerprints, if you will, uh, for God, uh, he ended up becoming a believer in God and ultimately not just a theist, but he became a Christian. I thought that was really fabulous because essentially what he's saying is um, it's not enough to just say, I don't know. Right? He's a scientist. They mm -hmm. don't just say, I don't know. I guess we'll just never know. No, he says, OK, well, let's look at the evidence. And he looked at the evidence and his whole thing is he says there are about uh, 30 or so really good arguments. None of them is a slam dunk on its own, but put together 30 great um, arguments for the existence of God is pretty compelling. And he said that having looked at the evidence, he felt that the only um, realistic thing he could do or the only reasonable thing he could do was to believe. And so he became a believer. And of course, it was after that that he um, went into researching the Human Genome Project and then just became all the more confirmed in his belief about the existence of God. But all that to say, Yes, so there's a big difference between doubt and unbelief. All of us will um, have seasons of doubt. In fact, I would say that if you never have any season of doubt, I would wonder how, how much you're really engaging with what the Bible says about God and about life as we experience it. Because I think that there is, and, and perhaps by design, there's a tension, right? It says, okay, God is good, God is sovereign, if God is good and God is sovereign, why, why are these things happening? Now, there are answers to those questions. But again, if you're really engaging, I think, with the material, then sometimes you're going to, you're going to wonder. And, and I think that's good because it causes us to come back to God and seek him. Lord, show me, help, help me right now because I'm, I'm struggling. And um, I, I think that's great. You know, I was, I was recently teaching on this topic too, um, somewhere else I was teaching on the topic of the clarity of scripture. Is the Bible clear? And there's this great thing by uh, Augustine from the 400s AD, where he says that the Bible is clear, but it is not equally clear about everything that it talks about. So some things are very clear and some things are not quite as clear. And he says, and that's by design, because if it was all super clear, then we wouldn't keep seeking. We wouldn't, we wouldn't keep wrestling through it. And he says, by God's masterful, wise design, that he has made it this way, that we'll continue coming to him, seeking, um, continue reading, continue studying. And, um, and he says, this is the genius of God that he did it this way. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, it reminds me of so many of the great scientists through the centuries have been Christians because they've, they had that thing. How can this be? How can the heavens, how did God do this? How, and they've, you know, dived into all of that and their, you know, their wonder for the Lord has grown, you know. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of those, just one of those amazing things that, yeah, as you said, uh, doubt is a station to be in, but we should keep moving through. And then when those answers do come, to be ready to accept the, you know, what those answers mean to us, mm. the, the, the circumstance or the consequences of those answers. Yeah. It reminds me of Matthew, oh, sorry, when Jesus spoke to doubting Thomas, who probably prefers to just be called Thomas, Tom but he, uh, <laughs> he says to Thomas, you know, don't uh, doubt, but believe. 
he didn't judge him for doubting. In fact, God was very patient with him, or Jesus was very patient with him, and gave him what he asked for, right? He said, unless I put my finger in his wounds and touch them and, and see them for myself and touch them, I won't believe. And that's bordering on unbelief, okay? Like, but he is saying, if I saw the evidence, then I would believe. So Jesus gives him the evidence and says, okay, now you've seen the evidence. What are you going to do, Thomas? Are you going to continue in doubt? Or are you going to respond to the evidence like you said you would and believe? And then Thomas goes, he makes a profession of Jesus that none of the other apostles had yet made, which is my Lord and my God, right? Which is, he makes the first real profession of any of the disciples saying that Jesus is not just the son of God, meaning the Messiah, but he is in fact God. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's so, so important. And that's just the ultimate question is what, you know, what do you do with Jesus once you know him, you know? And, and uh, that's just an important question for people to think about. Last question before we go is, is you know, it's going to be one of the community group questions. So if you're watching this, you know, you stay quiet for a little bit before you blurt out the answer. But, you know, how do we, how do we deal with people? Okay, you know, say you're very secure in your faith. How do you deal with people that are maybe doubting? Mm-hmm. You know, that they come to church, they, maybe they, you know, the doubt that God's working, you know, that, you know, th- you know, how do we deal with some of those questions maybe that come up? How, what is our posture towards those kind of people? Man, great question. And I'm just so happy to be able to answer it because I, I say this, when somebody tells you about the fact that they're doubting, first of all, you should be honored that that person trusts you enough to bring something like that to you. Because for some people that can be, as Dominic stated on Sunday, that can be kind of a traumatic experience to start to struggle and have doubts. Um, it's akin, as he mentioned, to breaking a bone. And so if somebody trusts you enough to tell you that they're doubting, oh man, just really take that seriously and treat them with compassion on the one hand. But what a great opportunity. Because they're saying, I don't want to, I don't want to unbelieve. I want to believe. But here's the thing I'm struggling with. Well, what a great opportunity to come alongside, take their hand and say, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you find the answer. If I don't know it, then I'm going to help you find the answer because I believe it's there. Okay, so I will walk alongside you. So that should be our posture. It should be compassion, should be um, really honored that somebody would share that with you. And it should be like, okay, this is now I get to take your hand. I get to help you um, be, you know, move into a place of belief and, and in many cases, stronger belief. Um, and so, yeah, what, a, what an awesome privilege. Um, I, I would just encourage people to think about it in that way. Yeah. And just, you know, just to add one little thing is that the fact that people are asking questions is always an encouragement to me. Mm-hmm. You know, those the people who couldn't care less. I'm, I'm not going to even you know, worry about it. I think that can be a danger, you know. apathy is much more dangerous than doubt Mm -hmm. yeah yeah very very true so now great topic great topic and if you missed the message whitefieldschurch.com if you are dealing with doubt you know and you need you know you've got some questions you want answered you know just send us send us an email reach out info at whitefieldschurch.com we're happy to dialogue with you you know come join us on sunday morning as well you know come with 
group of believers, and we're just, you know, happy to pray with you and, and talk you through these things. And uh, we don't want you staying in that place. You know, we want to get move you towards answers, whatever that, you know, whatever God wants to speak into your life. We want to kind of move you towards that. And so, if you got people in your life that that you know they're answer, you know, asking these questions, maybe you don't feel like you have the tools. Hey, a great, great sermon on Sunday. This book, uh, you know, when faith fails, uh, is a great book for to recommend. You can get it on Amazon.com. I also highly recommend uh, *Mere Christianity*, which is what this guy read, right? Alvin, Alvin Plantinga, uh, he read yeah, *Mere Christianity*. Yeah. He said the moral arguments for God were the part he had never thought about, and that mm-hmm. was the part that pushed him over. Yeah, I know. Highly recommend that book uh, for anybody, even if you're you're a mature Christian. Uh, Mere Christianity is just a great book by C.S. Lewis. It's just you should read it. <laughs> yeah, and we have we have both these books in our bookstore. Yeah, um, and I I talked to Dominic. He mentioned on Sunday he's coming out with a new book in April. I found out what that's about. It's about faith. So his first book was really about doubt. Next one is about faith. That's coming out in April. So keep an eye out for that. All right. No, that's great. So you can find all those things. Just contact us if you can't. Find these resources. We'll point you in the right direction. And we look forward to seeing you next week. God bless.